Hindsight is 2020. Have you heard this before? Let's figure out how to make this concept work for you using a little imaginary time travel and imaginary hindsight. Welcome to the Modern Creative Woman, exploring the art and science of creativity. I'm your hostess and creativity expert, Dr. Amy Bacos. Let's get started. I am enjoying myself tremendously this week, and I've been preparing for next month's Modern Creative Woman topic, Creative Spirit. And this is a topic I've been mulling around probably since I was five years old. The creativity, the flow, flourishing, peak experiences. And this is the month for you if you're a woman who's accomplished some things in life and is starting to wonder if this is all there is. Bringing your creative spirit back and just letting go of that idea that we can use accomplishments and striving as a measure of our worth or our satisfaction, our happiness, or even our general value as a human being. When we let that striving go and focus on our own creativity, really magical things can happen. And I promise you will not lose your drive when you reorient towards your creative spirit and let go of the ideas of accomplishment. In fact, it can fuel your drive and help you let go of inhibitions that are stopping you from moving into your zone of genius. Now, if this speaks to you, hop on over to themoderncreativewoman.com and you can make a commitment to yourself to really prioritize your self-care and learn the art and science of creativity. I got to say this is just as much a month for me as it is for you. And I spent a lot of years striving for more and more accomplishments and then came to realize I was truly in need of more creativity and a little more spirit, not another article, book, promotion, accomplishment to feel good. Now, today's podcast is really rounding out our series on change. And this time we're talking about how the art and science of change can happen using positive psychology. And in particular, I want to tell you about the art of imaginary hindsight and how you can make it work for you. So let's begin with positive psychology. It is a field of psychology that emerged in the late 20th century, and it's really concerned with the scientific study of our well-being and the factors that contribute to a fulfilling and a meaningful life. And this is so unlike traditional psychology, which focuses on diagnosis and treating mental illness. Positive psychology is aiming to understand and promote the positive aspects of human experience, such as happiness, life satisfaction, resilience, using our strengths and our virtues, going towards our values. And this is how I work with my clients. If they are feeling low, we bring them up to baseline and then shift gears into flourishing and living the life that they want to live. There's a few key elements in positive psychology that are really important. And the first one is our own subjective well-being. And positive psychology puts a lot of emphasis on being able to measure and then enhance our personal sense of well-being. And it might be your overall evaluation of your life, like life satisfaction, 
It might be how aware of positive emotions are you? Are you attending to them? And it can also include evaluation of your strengths. And these are assessments that I use both on with clients and in my international trips, focusing on what we can bring to the table and using our strengths to make adjustments in areas where we feel less confident. The next piece is focused on positive emotions. And researchers looking at positive emotions, they're exploring things like joy and gratitude, love, contentment. And researchers are really looking at how these emotions can be cultivated, how we can make ourselves feel good and happy and satisfied. And there's a lot of science that points to feeling good on the inside impacts our mental and physical health. There's a lot of really good reasons why we should be focusing on positive emotions. Next up is character strengths and our virtues. And positive psychologists are always looking at strengths. And by that, I mean courage, wisdom, kindness, gratitude. And these are virtues virtues that are really considered kind of universally valuable across cultures. And the goal is to help, I don't know, understand why it's important for you. It's really helping you identify and use your strengths to enhance your sense of well-being. You're probably familiar with resilience, and it's been pretty popular in psychology literature and in popular psychology it's a core component that emerged from positive psychology. And it focuses on understanding how we adapt and bounce back after adversity, trauma, setbacks, and looking to others who have overcome and become more resilient because of their life experiences. I think of the resiliency as a way that we begin to tell our story about how things have happened in our lives and allowing it to be present, part of our life history, without focusing on the negative aspect. And when people are able to move through their trauma and make some peace with it, the resiliency part comes when they turn that corner and want to start looking at how they can use what they learned to feel better, to help others, to make a positive contribution to their family or their community. And we don't start there. We work on recovering from trauma. But there comes a point when people are ready to shift, and that's where positive psychology has a lot to say. Positive psychology also researches the idea of flourishing. And this concept of us flourishing is so far beyond just not having mental illness or not having um, the, the negativity of our thoughts and our traumas being present in our daily life. Flourishing is really a full encompassing a state of thriving. It's looking at our own personal growth in pursuit of our highest potential. And this idea of flourishing is so important to me with the modern creative woman, helping women through their own personal growth to reach their highest potential. If you want to kind of sum up positive psychology, uh, Marty Seligman came up with what's called the PERMA model, P-E-R-M-A. And he found that there's essentially these five key ingredients to our well-being. And the first one is positive emotions. Second one is engagement with our lives. 
The third is relationships, then meaning and accomplishment. And these are really considered the roadblocks for fulfilling life. And so you can see accomplishment is only one-fifth of the formula. And so many of the women I work with focus on achieving and accomplishing, and they think that will make them happy and feel good. But it's only one piece of the pie. It's 20% of what matters. And I think positive psychology has so many practical applications in all kinds of domains. It, it of course, fits in psychology, but it fits really well in education in the workplace, and in your own personal development. It has a substantial body of research and a whole host of interventions that are really focused on enhancing the quality of life and, of course, promoting our flourishing. Well, I want to give you a set of strategies that I taught in The Modern Creative Woman this past month. And the research on stages of change from a per- perspective of positive psychology has been really robust and encouraging. And so when we think about these stages of change, I've talked with you about several, the transtheoretical model of change and others, but I added in creativity. So this is my five strategies for making change using both positive psychology and creativity. So the first one is finding your want and your why instead of shoulds. And positive psychology would refer to this as, you know, looking for your intrinsic motivation. What is it that drives you, your unique vision, your perspective on how you want your life to be? And so the idea of finding your why is really the initial step into diving into your motivation and your values. And it's about uncovering your really deeply held desires and your dreams and your values and linking those to your goals. In, you know, academic conversation, we might think of it as examining personal values and aligning actions with our values. Inside the membership, we call this your modern creative why. The second step is called preparation, and it's exactly what it says. Preparing yourself mentally and physically and emotionally before you start taking action on change. And I think what's happened for me in the past and probably for a lot of us is we get a little motivation and we feel like we have to act on it straight away or we'll lose momentum. And in some cases, that's probably true. If you think of how many people join a gym in January and drop out 19 days later. If they hadn't done that, they probably wouldn't have done it and they'll join again next January. But preparation is really aimed at facilitating your desired change. And it means thinking about fresh starts. It's all about your modern creative why and preparing for that. And this last month, we created a four-month plan for moving forward. This kind of preparation requires some serious dedication. And this is the step that most people skip. They just jump into action without preparation. It requires journaling, art making, conversations with people who can support your change. It, it often fails when we just 
maybe tell a family member or a friend we think we might want to do something, and they'll give us their opinion, and then we feel discouraged. This kind of preparation is going internal and external. Internally, it's your, your words and your art. Externally, it's talking sometimes with an expert, a therapist, a coach. It's talking with the person who has the information that you need to move forward. The next one that's all about 2020 is called imaginary hindsight. And this is a strategy that involves visualization, sort of a guided visualization of your future, coupled with brainstorming. And I haven't quite seen it paired with brainstorming in the same way. But the idea of imaginary hindsight is encouraging you to envision your future self already having achieved your goals. And this is where the creativity comes in, kind of picturing yourself, what it's like to have accomplished your goal. And if you're wondering why this matters, if you go back to that Einstein quote, that's all about, you know, the the brain that created the problem isn't going to be the brain that creates the solution. Like we have to really shift gears to solve our problems, to make a change. And imagining ourselves with the problem solved provides positivity and hope for the future. It's this incredible shift in your brain. And it might be mental rehearsal, prospective thinking about your change. And so I've asked the Modern Creative Woman members to imagine themselves three months into the future, then six months, and then a year, and to describe in vivid detail how they have accomplished their goal and each stage along the way. And I led them through a really cool relaxation exercise and invited them to identify what they did as they accomplished each of those aspects of their goal, at three, six, and one year. And then they created a multi-month plan to figure out how they could accomplish their goal. It required some really clarifying worksheets, and I made these worksheets. I did them all myself, rewrote them. If you think you want a copy of some of these pages from the Modern Creative Workbook this month on using your imaginary hindsight, DM me on Instagram. I'm so happy to send them to you. You can find me there, Dr. Amy Backos. And the idea that when you imagine yourself as having accomplished your goal or you're living your value, here's where the brainstorm comes in. You brainstorm all the possible ways that you could have possibly accomplished that goal. And a brainstorm is not like what we do at work. You know, let's think of ways to solve this problem. A brainstorm, when you're being creative, is thinking of the most outrageous ideas and coming up with really wild solutions, not judging them, just generating idea after idea after idea. And then you can have some space to reflect on it, some ideas about how you could possibly accomplish your dream, your vision, move towards your values. And this kind of brainstorming is all about using the creative parts of your brain. It is a game changer if you are talking the art and science of creativity. The fourth positive psychology and creativity strategy that I teach is about persistence. And this is all about being able to sustain your change. 
just like brainstorming, where I ask you to not put any judgment, just come up with every possible idea you can think of. When you are able to suspend your judgment, it trains your brain in a really unique way to overcome your resistance to change. It allows you to unfreeze those stuck parts of your brain. Persistent strategies allow us to trust in our abilities, and it allows us to just try making tiny daily habit changes that contribute to overall change. Now, many women want to change everything all at once. They want to accomplish something very quickly. And that belief that they can or should accomplish very quickly often leads to failure because we can only change a little bit at a time and we can't have everything all at once. It takes progress and step-by-step actions. And so when we focus on persistence, that means we're fully in tune with our values, why we're doing what we're doing. We know our modern creative why, and we're very focused on the big picture. Finally, celebration. You knew I was going to say it. Celebrating yourself and really focusing on what you have already overcome and accomplished is huge. Now, oftentimes we look at how far we have yet to go and we say, oh, there's nothing to celebrate here. We have to turn around and look behind us and say, what have I accomplished today, this week, this year? And then really find reason to celebrate. A lot of women think they should not celebrate until they've reached the end, and that could not be farther than the truth. Positive psychology says we must celebrate over and over and over as we're going in the desired direction. Now, if you think about training a pet or teaching a child, we reward constantly. It's how they know to go on. We reinforce their behaviors. So you can add a celebration, like do something for yourself, buy something, get your nails done. But you can also choose to celebrate along the way using what you already have. Taking your coffee outside in the morning is a celebration if you decide you want it to be a celebration. I recommend daily, weekly, and monthly intervals for your celebration. And then you can have bigger celebrations once you've accomplished a goal. If you notice you've made some progress this week, then cheers to you when you pour your cup of coffee tomorrow. You do not have to make it big or special. You, you could, but it's unnecessary. You start building celebration into day-to-day. You can add a celebration for yourself. You might want to schedule time with a friend or buy yourself something, get your nails done. However... You can reserve those for bigger celebrations and focus on celebrating day-to-day with the things that you're already doing. This is an incredible positive psychology trick. If you decide that you want to, for example, celebrate every morning, you can take your coffee into the yard, into the garden, enjoy the view, whatever it is that appeals to you. I love to go outside every morning on my deck. I drink my coffee. I take a picture. You can see my 6 a.m. club photos on Instagram every morning. I decided this is my celebration. And in those moments, I think of what's working, what's good. 
I really try and focus on allowing celebration to happen with things that I'm already doing. I appreciate that I have a cup of coffee in the morning. What do you appreciate? Do you enjoy stopping and buying a coffee? Perhaps you enjoy going for your walk every morning or spending a few minutes with your dog. I love that. Those become moments of appreciation and celebration. It's a way to work mindfulness into your life as well. I also like to think of celebration in terms of how else can this support my personal growth. So it could be that you buy some art supplies or a new journal. Maybe it's time for new pajamas, new pillows for the couch. The things that allow you to feel creative and aesthetically enjoy something. New pillows for the couch really make an impact. Your new pajamas will be thoroughly enjoyable to wear. There's a lot of ways that you can use creativity in your rewards. Now that you know about positive psychology and you know about imaginal hindsight as a really important tool to shifting into change, I'm very curious. Now that you know, what will you create? Do come join me and the Modern Creative Woman over on Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest at Dr. Amy Bacos. You can find the link in our show notes and sponsor our community if you're interested in that. And if you'd like to support in more creative ways, you can be an ambassador and share the podcast link with three of your friends. I would love that. You can also be a community supporter by leaving a five-star review if you think the podcast deserves a five-star. Have you gotten your copy of the five values of the modern creative woman? Hop on over to moderncreativewoman.com and join our email list and you'll get creativity delivered right to your inbox once a month. And you'll also get your free copy of the aspirational principles that you need to live your modern creative life. Have a wonderful week and I cannot wait to talk with you again in the next episode about the art and science of your creativity. See you next time.